You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zuma Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Last week was better, Al. <laughs> I forgot. I was thinking about something. <laughs> well, it's been a very serious morning here. It has. You know, I, well, well, what I was, let me tell you, because I was listening to the intro, and it says, you better buckle up, everybody. And I said, oh, we better buckle up this morning, because we have a police officer on board. Yeah, we, there's no fooling around today. We have, we have a police officer, and he's taller than all of us combined. Exactly. So, you know, if he didn't give you a ticket, he could give you a good ass whipping if it need be. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, some people... Oh, sorry, not allowed to do that. Anymore. Some people need that, but you can't do that anymore. No. <laughs> there's, there's rules. <laughs> you can threaten, though. I, no, I don't think threatening even works. Oh, you can't even do that? Uh, we're supposed, just nice, nice words and hugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have PC Sean Shapiro from Toronto Police. He's also uh, probably the most famous person I know, at least on social media. Which is really something I can't get used to the concept of. I, I went to Humber College last week, and people recognized me. Oh, you know what? It, 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 so, listen, I started years ago on Cable Channel. The next thing you know, I'm having dinner in a restaurant, and this guy walks over with these googly eyes, and I'm thinking, okay, 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 what's this all about? He goes, listen, I have a, uh, I have a, a, a 93 Dodge, and it won't start in the rain. And, uh, and my wife's like going, like, who's this a-hole? And then, does he not see we're having dinner here? And, 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 and he's totally serious, right? And his wife's going... Charlie, Charlie, let let him eat, okay? Just just let him eat. It's not nice, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so it it happens, you know. It it does happen. Uh, I can't. I I don't want to say where it happened because somebody's going to know. But um, I was on you know personal time, on vacation, and someone came and interrupted me and my wife just as a concert was about to start. Oh wow! You know, like you know, it's it's not like I've got millions of, of followers on YouTube, but there's not like if you're a car guy, you probably have seen my my episodes on YouTube, and this this gentleman interrupted us at a show we really wanted to see and it was the most bizarre thing and that's why I no longer post in real time on social media no <laughs> you know what I, I think we're a little hot there well I'm glad that you didn't finish that story by saying that they interrupted your meal to ask if you knew me no that, that was before you came you became famous that's true but uh, no uh, I, yeah I'm waiting to I'm waiting to hear uh, that you know someone come up to uh, you know DM me or, or come up and say, you really know Sean Shapiro what's what's he like can you get my get him get his autograph for me that's one thing I haven't done is I, I have no eight by tens I, I have not signed uh, any autographs and I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to any kind of chance I'm not looking looking for that I, I had that I actually had a guy show up at my shop and I'm thinking oh great we got some business he, and he just wanted a card with my picture on it oh. and I said ah, I don't have one and he looked so disappointed. Disappointed? How could you not? 
being the big star that you are, <laughs> right. have not your own eight by ten glossy. Yes, too let far. alone autograph it and put my personal name on it. I mean, I'll have to. I'll have to get my agent to get in touch with yours. All right, we I'll do have other. Call your agent. <laughs> I, I know it sounds like it's going to be the Sean Shapiro show, but however, we do have some other guests on. Yeah, we've got Max Maurice from uh, Shift Motors. They specialize in EVs and, and a lot of Teslas. And uh, and once again, I'm driving an EV this week, so I've got lots to talk about with respect to EVs. i got questions, too. You know, people are asking about them more and more, yeah, especially when the price of gas is going up. This is the thing, and, and like I keep saying, I've, I'm sure I've said on the show before, this is the golden age of EVs. It's just a wonderful time. The cars are great. I mean, they're not inexpensive, and they're still a little bit hard to get, but they're inexpensive to operate. Like, you know, last night, I think it was near 60 or 70 kilowatts so like 90 percent of a, a charge of this battery and it cost me the equivalent of 250 or 275 or something. is that because of the discounts currently being offered in the yeah. province right. yeah it's, it's an overnight charge rate right and yeah. that that's that's part of the problem because we apparently in europe the electricity company is going well why why should we give it away um and they've jacked the prices up to wow. it's almost to the point where it's almost as price as parity with gasoline, and you're going, well, if that's the case, then what's the whole point? Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And we're you know we're going to see more and more of that as as governments realize they're not taxing uh, EVs the same way as they are gasoline cars. That'll uh, that'll change. And and speaking of gas, we have Dan McTagg on, who is a gas price wizard on on Twitter. I follow him. Love uh, love his Twitter follower, and uh, he's got uh, he's got the latest on what's going on in the petroleum business. And I don't know that he's a fan of electric either. Eh? I don't think he is. No. I, I, we've had him on before, and I don't think that's the answer. No, it's, it, I don't think it's the answer. It's fun, but I don't think it's the answer. Okay, so what we're going to ask him is, what is the answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He must have the magic bullet. You know, I mean, we can sit here and complain and fetch, but but seriously, um, need to know what we can do about it. Yeah, I've, I've got some ideas. We'll ask Dan. All right. We'll be yeah. back with Dan and Sean, of course, right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Stick around. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Alan Gelman and PC Sean Shapiro. We're on our best behavior because he's a police officer. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I saw one of the questions that he was asked because he does this show, eh? Well, he's got a huge to, show. I know, and someone said, uh, PC Shapiro, if you're not, like, in uniform and uh, you see somebody do something stupid, uh, like, you, can you still arrest them? And you said, I'm always on well, it's the truth. Once you become a police officer, you're always on duty. Yeah. Uh, you can't turn it off, and we're obligated under law to act. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. We can be held on Police Service Act charges if we fail to do our, our duty. Wow. I mean, you don't look at the clock and you watch and say, uh, uh, yeah, no. I just saw a guy run a light, but I ain't got no time. Well, run a light is one thing, but criminal acts is another. If I was on okay. duty and I saw someone who was impaired driving or, you know, I still jump in, I stop at collision scenes on my own just to make sure people are okay because I would do that if I wasn't a police officer. Well, right. I mean, sure. I mean, I we, I watched an accident in front of me, and, and I'm not good with blood and guts, and 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 I I, I pulled over, um, but uh, thankfully someone else did and yeah. ran up to the car, and it was like, could you call the police? I'd be more than happy to call the police, you know. Oh yeah. But I guess he 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 wanted to get his face right in there, you know. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not a I'm not a trained medical professional either, so the only thing I've done on roadside collisions is is make sure that uh, an active lane of traffic is blocked and the and the people are safe. That's about all I can do for sure. And and to be able to assess what's going on and convey that to emergency services to uh, to make sure someone's called emergency services. Yep. People get really confused and and in the moment and don't do things that are obvious to to some uh, and it makes a big difference. Well, yeah, and as a racing driver who you know who's been upside down in a race car and all kinds of positions, it's kind of easy for me to assess those situations and and not be too emotional. But uh, again, I'm not a 
trained medical professionals, so I'm not there to render medical assistance. I, I was at a, I was actually picking up my daughter from school many years ago, and uh, someone was hit by a school bus, a pedestrian oh. crossing the street. And you know she she was my uh, second in command. She was mm. on the phone with nine one one, and uh, the two cars behind me was an off duty uh, a paramedic. So between the two of us, we all jumped in. So this is a regular occurrence. Uh, yeah, I, well, the, you know the the city streets are busy. All right, let's just back up quickly. Um, Sean, why don't you tell us how long you've been doing this and, and where can people watch you? Well, I, I've, I've actually created a website to make this whole sharing of my info easier. Trafficop.ca. Trafficop.ca mm-hmm. will get you directly to my link tree and take you to all of the different social media platforms that we're active on. And uh, we've been doing it for a couple of years now. It started at the beginning of the pandemic where we really jumped into TikTok and, and video, that, that daily interaction and live streaming. Uh, before that, we were just on uh, you know Twitter. What's that now? Twitter? Twitter. I, I like Twitter. I use Facebook. I'm I'm told that's for old people. <laughs> people don't do that anymore. I went. Well, I I do. Then. I want to go to MySpace again. I miss MySpace. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Now, for the most part, you 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 answer primarily traffic questions, right? So we we have a couple of things. We we do have the ability to answer questions and create static or videos that are always available for play. And then we have people on effectively a call-in show. We have something called Ask a Traffic Cop and for an hour a day we'll answer questions from whoever's watching. And it's it's really become uh, popular. We also have a podcast we've launched called uh, TPS Traffic Jam where we speak to different people in the community. Brian was on an episode uh, where we talked about uh, things that, that affect and are important to drivers and, and, and actually anyone who uses the road, uh, pedestrians and too. Now, uh, uh, what about, but does it stop there? I mean, for example, somebody calls in with a great suggestion, like, do you say, okay, I'm going to pass out that information, or you're hoping that the higher-ups are also listening? Amazingly, they are listening. Okay. Uh, the chief has been a regular on my show. He's going to be on this month again. Uh, we, 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 it's a great opportunity for us to get communication and interaction with the public. They suggest, you know, hey, there's a problem with this area, or they send in a video of someone. I, I recently published a video of a, of a baby standing on someone's lap, driving. Mm-hmm. Obviously not in an approved, uh, you know, safety harness. Right. And, uh, you know, that's that's a great way to bring attention to things. But we, we're sh- constantly listening to our, our audience and, and taking action. Well, that's great. And I guess they see the numbers. So they, they know it's just not one crazy person who's complaining about something. You know, it's Alice Kravitz is complaining about the neighbor making too much noise. Well, there, there's there's that. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people have the wrong ideas about traffic laws <laughs> in uh, in the city and the province. Uh, and you know, like you know, as as we talk about often, Sean, you know, there, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of speed related stuff going on, and and uh, you know, as a as a racing driver, you just can't do this on the road for several reasons. And a couple of reasons I like to point out is that road cars are not meant to crash at mm. race car speeds. They're absolutely not. And then on, on on top of that, the speed differential between someone who's going really quickly and somebody who's doing the the speed limit is a is a fundamental problem. And then you've got the skill level, and you know, generally people don't have my level of training to, to deal with speeds like that. And, and speed deferen- differential is, is one of the biggest factors. Even when police are rushing to an emergency, lights and sirens and all the training, they're not going that much faster than the flow of traffic to get where we're going. In fact, mm-hmm. very often we're going at normal speeds. Uh, or at or below the speed limit. We just need to get people out of our way so we can get to where we're going. When we see people, and I saw it driving to work yesterday, someone must have been doing 160, 170, uh, passing me uh, from the 401 conversion to, the, or, sorry, for the 400 to the, uh, uh, what am I saying? 404 to the to the DVP. I can't mm-hmm. remember what highway it was on. It's too much pressure. But <laughs> but the uh, uh, it was a blur. 
And and what do you do with that? That's someone who I would arrest for criminal dangerous driving. That's not just a speeding ticket. You weren't just driving. You weren't driving a marked car, were you? No, I was in my personal vehicle. Oh, okay, okay. Because then you'd have to arrest them for being stupid too, eh? Seriously, <laughs> you know, I, I've yet I've yet to confirm what section of the criminal code that falls under. <laughs> driving without a brain. <laughs> exactly. There you exactly. go. Unfortunately, we do see that out there. Yeah, we do. All right, we're going to be talking about gasoline and the cost of it and how everybody's freaking out. We're going to be back with uh, Dan McKaig right after this break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and PC Sean Shapiro. And joining us uh, on the air is Dan McTagg to talk about fuel prices and what's going on in the general petroleum industry. Dan, how are you? I'm fine, Brian. Thanks for having me this morning. And uh, say hello to Alan as well. <laughs> I'm right here. Oh, there he, he is. Yeah, he can hear, Dan. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thankfully, I drive a small car that doesn't drink a whole lot of gas. So I'm, I'm lucky. I can still afford it. Kinda. Yeah, just don't uh, just don't bother going to the grocery store <laughs> with all the diesel prices. Really, really, I, I thought for the most part, diesel. Uh, even with gasoline, of course, we know a lot of that cost is taxes, right? Is is that not the same thing with diesel fuel? It is, except that diesel has now become a lot cleaner, uh, harder to make, uh, low sulfur, uh, and of course, uh, biodiesel, which is used especially during the winter. We move from number two to what's uh, class one uh, diesel, and that, of course, means, along with the additives like DEF, um, all of these things are making a real challenge for refiners to try to keep up with the demand, and of course, that demand is reflective of the economy doing uh, uh, really catching up post COVID. So what we're looking at is uh, diesel prices uh, right now in markets that we've never seen before. So you know here in the GTA uh, we're looking at diesel over 240 a liter, likely heading to 270, perhaps even 280 a liter as we get into the colder weather. Diesel, of course, is not just used for uh, truck railway. It's also uh, used for heating oil in many parts of, uh, especially eastern parts of the United States and Canada. So the demand is great. And, of course, it doesn't help what's happening in eastern Europe with uh, Russia's attack on Ukraine. And the uh, uh, the fact that there has been a big refiner, the largest in Europe, has gone down uh, per in, uh, in in the So I don't see a scenario where uh, a tight situation in supply, we're only in October, is going to get any better by January or February. The question, is there any link between that and natural gas? There is. It's seen as a, you know, an alternative, a substitute where that can happen on an industrial basis. So natural gas, as we know, is up 106% compared to last year. Uh, we, uh, and in some cases, uh, on the markets as much as 169%. But that means that, uh, if you spent a thousand dollars last year in heating, I'm just using that as a number, ballpark, expect to pay somewhere around 1800 this year. It means you're going to be reaching far deeper into your pocket. And of course, uh, if you are using furnace oil, heating oil, uh, and the like, stove oil, uh, you can expect to pay about two and a half times what you paid this time last year. Put it in perspective, uh, diesel prices are now 260 a litre in Newfoundland. Wow. wow. All right, so wow. what can we do? Well, I think a couple of things. Uh, we're going to have to uh, uh, have an adult discussion with our friends in Ottawa, mm-hmm. of which I was part for 18 years, uh, and uh, ask them to maybe put a moratorium on these ever-increasing carbon taxes. Second of all, we're going to have to have a serious discussion about getting oil and natural gas to the rest of the world. And this idea that we can continue to block pipelines uh, is in no one's interest, especially when you consider that places like Germany, which have gone through this renewables kick for the past 30, 40 years, as, you know, as laudable as it is, as well as intention as it is, 
Germany now uh, has no choice but to fire up its coal plants on a scale that they have never seen. So, you know, there's a problem. If you go too quickly at these things, Canada's the third largest provable reserves in the world of oil and gas. Let's get it to market. I'd rather see Canadian oil out there than, say, Venezuela, Iran, uh, you know, or any other country that has a, a wonderful environmental and labor record putting their stuff out. Canada should be doing this, and it's, uh, it's about time we have that discussion here in Canada. And apparently you're not a big electric fan, is that right? Oh, I'm a huge electric fan. Family's electric out in Whitby. Everybody knows the name McTigg is synonymous with electricity. But okay. No. Uh, you know, I drive a hybrid, and uh, which uh, I bought from uh, Young Steel's Ford, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a very <laughs> good vehicle. Uh, but you know, in the winter, my 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 uh, range goes from nine liters uh, for 100 kilometers for the Ford Explorer all the way up to 11 and a half during the winter. Uh, it's you know, the, the idea that we can build a lithium batteries without uh, environmental consequences is, is simply rubbish. And I think the point is that we have to have something that's as efficient, dispatchable, reliable, and has the energy density. That's all big words there, but really what they mean is that we haven't come up with, a, with an alternative just yet that can displace what nuclear, coal, oil, and natural gas and propane can do. So until that happens, uh, Brian and Alan, I think we, uh, we have to sort of get back to the drawing board and not uh, try to kill ourselves in the process and freeze in the dark, as many will likely do, especially in Europe this winter. Well, especially if they have to go back to coal to generate the stuff, eh? I mean, that's obviously a problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what the website is called? Yeah, so go to gaswizard.ca for the price prediction and Canadians for affordable energy or affordableenergy.ca. Well, I predict it's going to go up more. <laughs> That's an easy prediction right now. <laughs> It'd be less affordable. <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, if you see a price that looks attractive, just go fill up. Don't wait. You got it. All right, Dan, thank you very much for joining us. And good luck. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Alan. Cheers, guys. Have Thanks, Dan. Bye-bye. Stick around. We're going to be back with uh, Mr. Sean, who's got way more to talk about, guaranteed. Is that right? Hey, always. Right, I got a couple questions, and, and and we didn't we didn't practice this, so I'm going to... It's not rehearsed? No. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> this is They Scored a Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and our pal from Toronto Police, Sean PC, Sean Shapiro. Sean Shapiro's fine. Sean's okay. Well, hey, it's, you. it's kind of official. <laughs> not not hey you, but PC, which stands for police constable. Yeah. So you're serious? I, I only on weekdays. Okay. You know, we've been watching Bosch. Did you watch Bosch? I love Bosch. Okay, and but, but we constantly have to look up what the. Um, what the letters are, you know. I had to look up a CI the other night. I said, I don't know, because they, they talk in the police ease, you know. We are all about acronyms, all <laughs> of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea. Stop it for a second. I have to Google this, you know. Um, confidential informant. That's right. There you go. I thought it was citizen informant. The wife said I was wrong. Apparently, Mr. Google says no. <laughs> but, it, you know, thank, thankfully, we have that book of knowledge at our fingertips. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, traffic, we, we saw a lot of speeding and crazy stuff watching videos, um, people on the gardener and stuff, while COVID was happening. Uh, COVID is essentially over to the point where traffic is now busy again, but we're still seeing racing. What's going on? We're seeing a lot of behavior that that has uh, gotten out of control and has not been able to be put back in the bag. People can't seem to uh, uh, to curb their uh, their inability to, well, follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And it's causing a big, a big problem. We have, we have far more... Uh, going on with fewer cars on the road in terms of collisions and, and uh, investigations and, and the wild behavior. Um, but uh, for me, I mean, I always talk about, you know, when I was a kid growing up, you know, you always looked for that yellow car in your mirror, which scared the daylights out of you. And they usually pulled me over anyways for just because. But we don't see the we don't see that anymore. 
I mean, certainly not yellow cars, but even like marked cars. We, we, I will say that we have something called the Vision Zero Enforcement Team, and majority of their cars, if not all of them, are now unmarked. They are what's commonly referred to as a ghost car. Uh, and we have F1, uh, like pickup trucks, we have SUVs, we have all sorts of things. So you might be driving past a, a police vehicle and not know it. Will the guy, got be in, guy not be in uniform? He will be in uniform, absolutely. Oh, okay, but the vehicle won't be necessarily exactly. marked either. So, and when, you, when, they, when they light you up, my goodness, they light up. They, they are phenomenally <laughs> outfitted when it comes to oh, uh, lighting oh, packages. Oh, yeah, you've got you to pay attention to notice the lighting package, but well, it's there. So many drivers are distracted now. Yes. I'm looking at uh, tickets we've had uh, just year-to-date, actually. It's not as high as I thought it was. It's uh, almost 7,000 distracted driving tickets so far. Uh, yeah, that blows me away. That's, that's and, probably and, that's probably two percent of uh, of actual. Well, that's right <laughs> because driving because incidents. probably seventy five percent of the drivers are using their phone. I, it blows me away how how you know and, and where do I I don't see people getting pulled over. Like I don't know how do how do they do those tickets? Maybe it's in my neighborhood. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, well the, the thing is, and many people share that they they don't see it happening, so it must not be happening. We get letters and complaints saying why. I mean, you got why numbers are that are there. Oh yeah, we're we're at hundred almost one hundred and sixty thousand tickets so far this year uh, for various uh, offenses, and uh, you know that that's a, the bulk of it is speeding. Speeding's a huge thing. People people just don't believe that speed matters, and it does in the biggest way. It changes the dynamics of a collision. Yeah, uh, like stopping distances is a, is a square uh, uh, of, um, and I, you know, I should put my engineering hat before I talk about this stuff. But um, the in, the the difference between uh, stopping at say forty kilometers an hour versus fifty kilometers an hour, the the, the distance is a square of. Uh, People think I, that when I, you I, hammer the brakes, <laughs> you, yes. you stop. Um, in a in a in a in a way that they can predict, and they don't understand that that majority of the braking happens at the end, from the slowest speed to zero. So you know, the half of your distance, you're you're really taking up a, a very a small reduction in speed. It's that last per- percentage of uh, of time that you get the majority of it, which means you're going to plow through what you're trying to avoid in most situations if you're speeding. Well, and the other issue too uh, was nobody explained to people how what your ABS was going to feel like. Yes. Uh, oh um, yes. So people apply the brakes, wheel locks. Brake vibrates. The guy goes, "Ooh, what's that?" And they take the foot off the brake, which is the wrong way to do it. And I don't know. Perhaps in driving schools, they they must teach it now. But driving schools, not everybody pays for that, and I, I wish they would. Driving schools should so be mandatory. Yeah, it's not. It's not mandatory. And and uh, you know, what my you know my mother my mother would have learned to drive in in the. 50s mm-hmm. and you know uh, before she passed every every winter when there was snow out I would encourage her to go out in in snow and step and you know I, I got my need for speed from my mother but I would uh, I would remind her to go out in the snow and stomp on the brake pedal to understand what ABS felt like because she did the majority of her driving in her, over her lifetime with, in cars without ABS Right. It, it's funny, you, you mentioned parking lots and, and stomping on brakes. Many of the arguments we've been hearing recently about the stunt driving laws is because people say they want to go out and learn how to drive in the snow. They want people to go into a parking lot and effectively stunt drive to see how a car is going to uh, feel uh, in the, under those conditions. And stunt driving is very different than learning how to control yourself in snow and ice and whatnot. Intentionally losing control or... Uh, Drifting, uh, which is some level of controlled <laughs> loss of control. I guess there, there, I, I, I'm sure people love to argue that that you know they're under control when they're drifting. Sure, yes. There's no there's no traction on on some of the wheels, <laughs> but but we're totally uh, you know on top of things. But do they do dra- they do do they do drafting on public highways? 
Well, for a lot of people were doing it a lot of places. There was takeover events where people were, you know, having their buddies. It's something out of a movie, a B-movie. They'd block off roads, and then they'd be doing burnouts and, and donuts in the middle of an intersection. And then when the police came, they ran away. And that's okay. one of the reasons that the Moms Act brought in the, the additional uh, consequences of 30 days suspension, 14-day impound of your vehicle, and then upon conviction, longer uh, sentences. You have one to three years of a driving suspension on your first conviction, uh, up to $10,000 in fines, and up to six months in jail. I have an ask a cop question. Um, so my car is impounded, and this was fourteen days. Fourteen day impound, yeah. Can can someone actually go and get the car earlier? No. So it's so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pay for fourteen days of storage. Absolutely. Okay, no way around that. None. That sucks. Yeah. And and some people say, well, if I have my license suspended for 30, how am I supposed to pick it up? This is, this is a phone-a-friend situation mm-hmm. because you are responsible <laughs> for all, all financial uh, impact. If you wait 30 days, you're responsible for the 30 days of storage. But, uh, you know what? Do you have a clue on, on what that costs? I, I believe it's somewhere in the vicinity of $1,500. Okay. And then to uh, now, do you have to pay to get your license reinstated? It's about 250 to $300 to get a reinstatement. So, oh, uh, and, and how about the tow to the pound in the first place? I don't know the numbers, but I'm going to guess inclusive of tow and storage is about uh, about the 1500 well, I have a studio audience holding up three fingers back there. So, so it could cost you three grand. Oh, yeah, and that's before you start oh, oh, fighting oh. it. Right, right, and then and then your insurance renewal comes. That's right. You get a that, surprise in the mail from the insurance company. That's bonus, yes. if you're able to maintain insurance. Yes. And, and uh, you know, people say, well, it's not fair. You're going to get convicted. And what, Oh, that, that was the question last week. What if I beat it in court? Do I, do I get my money back for the impound, and do I get my license back? Well, they're two separate things. The reason right. the government said we're going to give you this at the side of the road is because people can play games and through technicalities get out of the actual consequence so they have an instant consequence to deal with. Uh, what about the other crazy people out there driving two-wheelers, um, both motorized and otherwise? Well, we, we've been seeing, uh, unfortunately, we've seen quite a few uh, uh, fatalities as a result of uh, motorcycle collisions, and very often speed is a, is a factor. We're seeing people on two wheels that are driving irresponsibly. Not all the time. Listen, I was I was in a collision in 2018 on two wheels. I was doing the right thing, and I still got hurt. So not every motorcyclist is bad, but there are people who are getting severely injured and killed, and they're usually doing something that's not no question, uh, but I have to clarify. I, I meant the electric two wheels. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> who, who, who drive wherever they want, eh? Yeah, we, we have oh. an issue. Uh, so we have e-kick scooters, uh, which are prohibited in the city of Toronto. Those are the uh, the stand-up, look like sort of like a skateboard with right. tire wheels. And, and those are illegal? Those are prohibited in the city of Toronto. Uh, they are... They're under a pilot in the province of Ontario, where as long as they don't go faster than 24 kilometers an hour on a flat surface, uh, and they and they don't have a seat, and they have another a couple of other provisions, then they can operate in municipalities that allow them. It's an opt-in situation. Mm. Toronto does not want them here. They're unsafe. And we're charging people who not only drive them in the city, but they modify them to go faster. Yep. And uh, that's a major problem. But one-wheelers, uh, the, the, the unicycles that are electric, uh, people are doing 40, 50K on those things. They're motor vehicles. They're getting charged with unsafe motor vehicle, and they're getting severely injured in collisions. I was going to say, um, you know, my car with four wheels it hits a, a sewer grate. And it, it takes the teeth out of you. I can't imagine on a little, because the little, the scooters look like they have like a four-inch wheel. Yeah, they got they tiny, must get eaten up altogether. Off. Depending on the, the environment, you got a big rock, you're going to go head over, uh, you know, it, That's it's not a good thing. That's what I was looking for. Uh, I can say that. You can't. The, uh, I, I, and, and they're not allowed on sidewalks. And I see them more often than not on the sidewalk. Yep. And I saw a young lady who dumped it, trying to avoid a pedestrian. Well, she was upset that she almost crashed 
because of the pedestrian wall, right. I'm sorry, they weren't supposed to be on the sidewalk. Exactly. And then we see e-bikes and, and people who are modifying those to do 90 kilometers an hour on the uh, DVP. That's what my sergeant witnessed on his way to work. Really? Uh, it's an e-bike. That's wow. not an e-bike. That If it goes more than 32K an hour, it's not an e-bike. That's a motor vehicle requiring insurance. If you need insurance, guess what? That's a, If you get caught, it's five dollars to $25,000 and up to six months in jail on your first conviction. Did it still have the pedals on it? You know what? I don't know. We didn't okay. talk about that. But even if you took them off, I mean, if you take them off, it's, it's instantly not. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Because right. yeah. I, because I often ask him, I says, "What are the pedal there for?" Because I, don't, you don't see anybody ever pedaling one of these. <laughs> no. no, no, no. It's, it's, it's legally to make it an e-bike. Well, that's it. Yeah. And, and you know, I've got a problem with something that is that is created in a in a way just to get around the legal requirements. And and there's a lot of people who are uh, who are calling in to my show or writing into my show saying. We should have all cyclists that have carry insurance because right now, if you have a cyclist that runs into your car, it's your insurance that covers their, their injuries. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, my neighborhood is littered with all of these electrified things that are, that are you know, clearly um, should be considered motorized vehicles, like everything. So I said there's a, there's a, a gentleman on, a, on one of those one-wheeled things yeah. that is geared up like he's downhill mountain biking. It's an, incredible. And he's he at least does 60 or 70 kilometers. For now. sure. And they yeah. whiz through traffic and they jump off the curbs mm-hmm. and onto the I saw a guy, I, I actually got the dash camera footage, and I watched someone's leg be bent back in such a way that it was oh. basically just a bunch of flesh in a bag. Yeah. It, was, it was not cool. You know, no. but I, I have to give that guy credit, though, because you did say he's, he's geared up, okay? Yeah. It's the people who don't wear anything, e-bikes, no helmets, Which you're is illegal. an idiot. Seriously. It's illegal. You have to wear a helmet all the time on an e-bike. Oh, you do? Yeah, regardless of age. Yep. Oh, okay. Because yes. I've seen lots of people without. Oh, yeah. All right. Speaking of E and everything electric, we're going to be talking to Max Maurice from Shift Motors out in Oakville right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and PC Sean Shapiro. And we have to mention that uh, if you go to davescornergarage.com, we've got a new contest from our friends at, you ready for this? Triangle Tire. Tire, so, tires, tires, tires. It's tire season. You need winter tires. Yeah, so as you know, it's tire season, so you need a set of tires. So Triangle Tires is providing a set of tires. Crown is providing a uh, crown application. And Alan Gelman of Glen Allen Motors is providing installation of those Triangle Tires. Free, free, free. That's right. Yeah, so go to davescornergarage.com and uh, sign up for your chance to win uh, this fantastic fall prize. Free winter tires, free rust uh, inhibitor, and free installation. How can you go wrong? It's, it's pretty good. Now, joining us on... On the air is Max Maurice from Shift Motors. Max, how are you today, and what's going on in EVs? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, EVs are always an exciting space to be in. Okay, exactly. But now bad weather's coming. Um, Do people, have they thought about, maybe do they have to put on winter tires? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. No, uh, vehicles, uh, they are not exempt, let's say, from... Hearing some uh, noise in the background there. This is the strangest. Wow. It's highlight on the cell phone. It's the cell phone. I think, Max, are you still there? There was someone else on the line. All right, Max, go ahead. So definitely have to put winter tires on your EV. Now, um, they they weigh a lot more, correct? They do, yeah. I remember hearing somewhere the the Model S was about the same as like an S-150, somewhere around like... 4,000 and 4,600 pounds or so, and yeah. and the Model 3, I guess, the more more prevalent one, yeah. weighs yeah. about the same as like a RAV4 uh, in and around 4,000 pounds. So they're, they're heavy vehicles. Accelerating is no problem, but uh-huh. as slowing 
these vehicles down, you definitely want some good grip. Uh, I think it was it was a Newton who said, right, uh, an object in motion stays in motion or, or whoever. I, I didn't really pay attention to physics. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, so you definitely want good grip to, to slow your, your heavy electric car down. Yeah, they, they, they are heavy. And uh, the 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 one I was testing last week is brand new one, and, and it'll be on my channel in a little while, but it was almost 6,000 pounds and yep. uh, rocking 22-inch wheels. And I noticed that the uh, the Pirellis, which are summer tires, had uh, elect- an electric uh, designation on them. So they're, they're finally starting oh. to make kind of performance EV tires, but I mean, you know, this thing is 6,000 pounds, whereas a normal, you know, sort of performance sedan or SUV is going to be around 4,000 pounds. So it's, it's a significant difference, but I'm glad that uh, the tire makers and the car manufacturers are addressing that and putting appropriate tires on these things. But uh, I mean, yeah. we, we know they're low resistance, low rolling resistance to try to give you the most mileage. And, and yeah. uh, but I, I'm wondering, are they more like an LT where they got more plies, you know, because you're going to carry heavier weight. And the other consideration too, of course, is I found out the hard way, I sold a guy some regular tires to go on his uh, Mitsubishi, whatever it was, and he goes, Al, there's a noise. There's a noise now that I didn't have before. Uh, because mm. Cars are so quiet that you hear everything. So he ended up with the humming. Yeah, they, they put sound deadening uh, material in the tires now. Yes. Uh, inside Michelin's, there's a little foam donut inside there that encircles the whole tire just to absorb the sound. Sean? Which, which would normally be masked by the engine. Correct. Ah, okay, makes sense. Yeah. Now you guys. Uh, now you you guys sell electric cars, right? We do. That's our that's our bread and butter. Okay. And how many do you normally have in in stock at any one time? Oh, it ebbs and flows. I think currently we have about fifty, sixty or so. That many? Yeah. No. Oh. It's it's, uh, it's quite a few. And uh, Tesla was kind of you know I mean it still is. There's no two ways about it. It's still the leader in terms of range and, and charging infrastructure and whatnot. But we do have our fair share of uh, Bolt and Leafs, and uh, you, you had mentioned Mitsubishi. We also have an Outlander uh, PHEV, so a plug-in hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're, we're trying to touch basically every corner of the uh, EV market because uh, it, you know, it's no longer just Tesla, which, which uh, I'm a big fan of. Right, and you know, we had Dan McTague on before, not to rain on his parade, but I mean, the, he's not the only person who doesn't think EVs is necessarily the way to go in terms of the big picture, but you guys have, mm-hmm. do have hybrids and whatnot, so it's not just the case of electric vehicle only. Exactly, yeah, and I, I do like uh, to uh, you know call hybrid vehicles kind of a transition car because it's it's a good way to dip your toes in the water. You know, does it make sense? And and for a lot of cases, you know, people find that okay, well, I'm actually not gassing up. You know, I'm gassing up maybe like once a month now because most of the driving is for most people city driving. You know, call it twenty, thirty, forty kilometers a day. Um, and of course, if you have your your commuters who commute you know 100 or so kilometers a day uh, or more of course uh, a hybrid still makes sense but you know that jump into full ev uh, if you start to crunch the numbers could start to make sense too now what um give me an idea in terms of mileage on these uh, teslas for example that are uh, available i mean do they have like 50ks or do they have 250ks on them oh much more than that so i mean much more than <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So uh, I currently have a 2018 Model 3, four years old, if you could believe that, coming on five. Um, the rated range of it when it was brand new was 499, call it 500. Um, and I comfortably get about 430, 440 if I'm driving carefully. Of course, the, uh, the colder times uh, does affect that. Um, but uh, there's just a, you know, a couple of ways around it. 
No question about it. I mean, I'll, like, I have people ask me, they say, well, what's the range? And I said, well, uh, I don't know about you, but i got to stop every couple hours just to go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> like, and, and, you know, now you can, you can, get, you can get decent high-speed charging. I mean, Tesla's got their own network, mm-hmm. but, but for everybody else, you can get decent high-speed charging in a lot of places in the province. I, I love it when I test uh, EVs. So, but I, I, I've heard of people going, you know, showing up at the mall and, and all the spots are taken. I mean, what do they do then? Nope. Yeah, it is kind of like a chicken or the egg problem where people go, oh, well, I won't buy an electric car. There's not enough chargers. But then companies are, you know, I won't install chargers because not a lot of people have electric cars. So it's at some point someone's going to have to make the move. And uh, to your point there, yeah, like um, all the on routes, uh, you might have seen it. Uh, they, they, most of them now have the Ivy uh, charging infrastructure, which is for uh, universal cars. So it's CCS and Chatamo. Um, but Tesla, uh, you can buy adapters to use those. But uh, as we mentioned as well, the supercharging network for Tesla's only currently uh, is terrific. All right, back to my original question: being the mechanic and, and people bring me used cars to check out before they buy them. Um, mm-hmm. Teslas. I mean, it, it's it's. An, I've not known a whole lot about them. All I've done is some tires. But um, mm-hmm. how, how how have they been holding up in terms of longevity? Like, t- how many Ks can you get? You know, like. Uh, again, can it, uh, you, they start falling apart once they hit fifty or sixty thousand kilometers, or have you seen them with two hundred thousand kilometers? No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we actually just got one in at two thousand nineteen with two hundred and I think two thousand kilometers on it, and all it needed to pass safety were were rotors. Um, so the thing with these electric cars, not only Tesla, but uh, there's just so few moving parts that the only you know mechanical parts that you really have to look at are uh, well brakes, suspension. Um, you know, windshield wipers, uh, and that, those are kind of like the big ticket items, uh, cabin air filters. Um, um, there's, a, there's a few little things here and there, but that's basically it. So if you just stay on top of your, uh, on top of your service and, uh, the manufacturers typically, they actually won't even tell you, you know, every 20,000 kilometers or every year or whatever, do this. Cause it really depends more so on how and how much you drive. So if you drive like a Stola and you drive a hundred thousand kilometers a year, of course, Check the brakes and the suspension a little more frequently. We, we frown on, um, on, on driving things like you stole them. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I mean, they are fun cars, and you know, you you can uh, they're, they're zippy. But um, yeah, the point is, there 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 is a little bit of uh, uh, let's say misinformation out there that electric cars don't need any maintenance. Not the case; they still do. It is a moving you know machine mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day but uh yeah far less maintenance than than uh, equivalent gas on those yeah i find when i when i'm testing it doesn't matter what it is i i i try to drive these things on on one pedal braking or one pedal driving and what that means is they're using regenerative braking to slow the car and most of them get it right the 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 bmw that i'm driving this week is the uh, i4 and it's got great regenerative braking and it, it to me it, it drives like a bmw that just happens to be electric all right, well, here, so the regenerative braking means you're actually not using the brakes. Yeah, so the, so so the, the brake, question is, the yeah. brakes must seize up. Uh, exactly. I, I, I think over, over time, if you're really not using them, they do, but, I mean, I, I tend to drive where I have to use the brakes from, from time to time, so they're getting actuated, but not as often as they would with an internal combustion engine car. Oh, it's a question. How, what are brake pads and rotors worth? Are they comparable to uh, a, a Chev or a, a Toyota? Yeah, not too far from it. Um, of course, you ha- if you have like the the new model S's or X's with the bigger brakes, I'm right? Sure okay, cost you a little more, but it's nowhere near like Porsche, you know, ceramic brakes or anything like that. No, no, you're right, absolutely. Because I've, I've just did a couple of Bemers and it was like, how much they cost? And yeah, oh, even yeah. Volkswagen, their prices have gone crazy on some of this stuff. 
All right. What's your number if people want to get in touch with you, Max? Yeah, 905-901-4613. We're located in Oakville on South Service Road West. And you have the vehicles for sale. Are they on your website? They are. Check out our website, shiftmotors.com. Uh, like I said, we have about 50 or so in stock right now. Um, mostly Teslas, but we also have a couple other uh, beauties in stock. Woohoo! No microchip shortage there. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks for joining us. Have yourself a great weekend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right. We've got to take a quick break, pay some bills, and then we'll be back for Wrap It Up right after the break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and our special guest, PC Sean Shapiro, who also has a special guest with him. Yes, I have uh, my mini-me with me. Uh, and you wanted to, to say hello to somebody at home, right? Who do you want to say hi to? Hello, Bobby. <laughs> That's it. She's now been on the radio. It's official. There you go. Uh, question. You know, we're seeing a rash of car thefts and... and I mean, violent ones, too, where they actually hijack your car. What do they call it? Uh, Carjacking. Carjacking. Thank you very much. As opposed to jacking up a car, it's another different story. Um, But I I, I read that they said, you know, you're best not to leave the ownership in the car, certainly not the original copy. There's there's, there's a couple of things. I don't leave my ownership in the car because it's always in my wallet. Well, because the bad guy could just go down an MVP. So if they break into your car, even if it's just to get information, you never know why people are rifling through your thing. So I don't like them to know who I am or where I live because that's just a a clue. Right. Uh, Especially if you have a nice car, you're giving them a trail of of good good information. So I I don't leave anything in the car. But if you are insistent on leaving an ownership document, make sure it's a photocopy so someone can't uh, uh, fraudulently sign your uh, document and then sell off your car easily. Right. Go down to the license so, bureau and just have it switched. Absolutely. Yep. And now, it, in order to be legal, you have to have both sides of the ownership document photocopied, and then it's acceptable. In fact, leave your original at home. Carry a photocopy with you on your person. Uh, in terms of insurance documents, that also messes people up. You're not allowed to use a photograph. You can use an original, the, the pink slip provided, mm-hmm. or you can use a uh, an electronic version provided by you know through an app, through the insurance company, if they sign up for that. Yeah, sometimes it, it it takes a while. I mean, because of uh, email, the insurance company is real happy just to email you a copy of the slip. So it ain't pink. Well, the, the so the emailed copies are acceptable because they're temporary. They're good okay, for three right, days, right, right. and it's okay. a little bit different. And ultimately, if I'm going to charge you for not having insurance, it's a totally different investigation. I'm going to verify directly with the insurance company. There's a different charge, $65, for not surrendering the document when it's when the demand is made. And, and also, because everyone wants to know, your driver's license, we only accept the actual card. There's no electronic version, no photograph, no emailed version. It might, you know, help the officer identify who you are, and they, they might be lenient, but technically you've not met the requirements of law. All right. You're a traffic cop. It's your job to try to keep us safe. You got anything to say on the way out of here? Yeah. We want you to slow down. Put the phone down. We want to make sure that everybody gets to where they're going safe and sound every day. And uh, you know what? It's time changing. It's getting darker earlier. The roads are wet. Uh, leaves are on the road. Be, be weary. And if you are cleaning up your yard, please don't put things on the road. Aside from the fact that it's illegal, you are going to create a situation where someone might move into your front uh, you know, foyer because they lost control on the leaves you put there. Right, it's slippery, slipperier than snow. Apparently, well, wet leaves are, are not good for uh, for tire traction. That's for sure. And, I, I was going around turn two, and I thought I had con- control, but then I lost it. There was leaves there. Some uh, somebody dropped a bag right in there. On oh, that happens. Yeah. Oh, in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. There's leaves that people. 
people put their leaves on the road. And, uh, you know, of course, the, the, it's just not a safe There's actually charges available. If you put your leaves, there's a charge. It's really meant for, for companies, I think, that are blowing sure. leaves onto the road, but it, you're creating a hazard. Yep. Uh, additionally, we are entering that time where winter tires are a thing, and it's not uh, it's not snow-specific. They're, they're for colder weather, too. Uh, and the suggestions from all the uh, the pros is when it gets to about 7 degrees solid, that's when you want to look at changing them. Sean, right. thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Speaking of winter tires, of course, one more time, quickly, go to davescornergarage.com, and you can get a set of winter tires for nothing. And I'll put them on, and then you get your car sprayed to, so it won't rust yeah, away. Yeah, with a crown treatment. It's a great price. All Thanks. right. Thank Dan McTague, of course, for go to his website. Find out where, you know, the price of gas is or where it's going. It's going up. But it's going gaswizard.ca. Yep. And maybe you can buy gas. Either get it today or wait till tomorrow. He'll tell you when the best time is, of course. And if you want an electric car and say, screw it, I'm not buying it, a gasoline car, uh, go to Shift. Max Maurice at Shift Electric Vehicles. And it's www.shift.com. EV.ca. Thanks, Sean. Pleasure. Nice to see you in person. It's a first time for you. Way taller. For us. Gotta run. We're getting waved on. This is Dave's Corner Garage. See you next week, everyone. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.